census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Welcome, everybody, to episode 308 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Rayhope, but you can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd. And we are here, brought to you by the Dorkening Network and Deadly Grounds Coffee, broadcasting live in front of a captive audience. Uh, that's our cat. Uh, from the Pat Cave of Magenta Manor. And uh, I am, of course, not here by myself. I am joined by my co-host on the show. And my co-host in life, she is... <gasps> The Mistress of Merlot, the Baroness of Bordeaux, the Countess of Cabernet, the Queen Regent of Rosé, the Princess of Prosecco, the Michael Phelps of Wine, the... Oh, I was doing so well. The uh, the, the, the Real Housewife of Transylvania, the Queen of the Monsters, and an honorary Lizzie, ladies and gentlemen, Ashes Von Nightmare. What are you looking for? She is currently searching for popcorn pieces stuck in her bra. Yeah, yesterday it was, what, <laughs> potato? You drop potato I down drop, your shirt? I drop, I drop mashed potato down my shirt, yes. You are bad at eating food. Yes, yes I am. Ugh. But it's like a bonus. Like you eat popcorn and some just kind of gently get lodged down your bra and then you don't realize it until later where you're like, what? what's that? What's that sensation? What's that? What am I feeling? And you're like, ah, oh, it's like the it's like the bonus fries at the bottom of the bag. Like you eat your fries and you're like, oh, I'm so sad they're all gone. And then you're like, oh. Bonus fry at the bottom of the bag. Oh, it's a Christmas miracle. Like, that's what this is right now. This is bonus popcorn. It's a Christmas miracle. I never lose. Uh, Thanks, bra. I never lose Thanks, uh, popcorn bra. down my bra. But yeah, we are back after a couple of weeks off. We had some uh, technical issues. I was having problems with my mixer. Uh, I was able to get that sorted out. And then we had some health problems. Uh, ashes. <coughs> I'm sick. Well, Ashes was very convinced that she had COVID, but uh, turns out it's not, which is good. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was visited by Miss Coronavirus, but uh, I but was no. not. Just nope. a really bad head cold. Yeah. So that was good. Um, I've been under the weather a little bit myself lately. It's that time of year. We had a massive snowstorm. We had the big snowstorm yesterday that didn't really affect us. But the day before, we lost power. We didn't lose power yesterday, although 100,000 people lost power during that storm in Massachusetts, uh, according to National Grid. But we didn't. Like, the next town over got crushed with, like, a foot and a half of snow. Um, and your sister and your mom both had varying... They both live in the same place. Her mom said 13 inches. Her sister said 22 plus. So my first inclination was, are you measure, measuring from the base of the shaft? Are you measuring from the balls? Like, where are you measuring to get these different? Because it's very important where you start. Now, now please um, enlighten me. Where are the balls of the snowstorm? The balls of the <laughs> snowballs. Like, how do, you not, how do you not get that? That's why the snowman was very happy, because he heard the snowblower was coming around. Oh, that's what did, lame. What did one snowman say to the other snowman? Smells, Smells like, like carrots. carrots. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So, yep, we're off to a good start with snow puns, but uh, we're actually going to be talking about uh, Mr. Jack Russell from uh, Werewolf by Night this week because this is one that you've been wanting to talk about for uh, a, wh a while now, and we just haven't had the chance to do it because we've had other stuff going on. Um and so finally we got a chance to do it, and I know you're very, very excited for it. What? You look like you're about to say something. You're making the turtle face. <laughs> turtle face? We make this turtle face where, like, you... you. I make a turtle face. 
turtle face. Yeah, so like you have your lower lip tucked into your upper lip, like that. Yeah, <laughs> and you're just like face. you're like this. You're like. Mm. <laughs> Right, it's not. I'm not saying it's not cute, but like when you have. I didn't even realize I do it. When you have turtle face, I, I expect you to be able. To expect you to be like getting ready to say something. You say it like, mm. like, ooh, I'm gonna say something, or ooh, lettuce. I do really like lettuce. Okay, so. Uh, you you look like you were about to say something. You look like you have something to say. Do you? <laughs> no, no, I'm just listening intently, waiting for you to drop our getting into character question for today. Oh, yeah, our getting into character question today, it should be, you know, fairly obvious what my answer is going to be, but the, the getting into character question this week is if you could become any sort of were-creature, um... What would you What would you be? Um, you know. Apparently, I'm a were turtle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so we uh, we were discussing this, and so the stipulations are: you're not necessarily uh, beholden to the moon. You can transform whenever you want, because like there's a lot of. Um, a lot of issues with, you know, logistics where, like, if you're like, oh, I'm going to be, you know, a were dolphin and, like, you're in a forest, like, that doesn't help you much. It's like, oh, no, the full moon, I'm in the forest. Oh, this sucks. Like, you would have to, like, make your living at sea. Like, you wouldn't. But if you can control. Arr. Yeah. And more like, <laughs> where, But if you can control your transformation, that makes much more sense. So. That being said, obviously, I would be a were shark. Um, and obviously, that would be awesome because I would run around scaring tourists. Well, not run because sharks ain't got legs, but I would swim around scaring tourists and people were like, oh my God, a shark. And I'd be like, whoa, where? Where? So it would be like that prank from Jaws with the two kids with the fake fin times a million. Because people like, oh my god, shark! And like the the helicopter spotters would see that, and like a wave would crash over, and like it would disappear. And I'd be like, oh, where's the shark? Oh, where's the shark? Although I don't know how fast a transformation is. I don't know. I don't know what else the rules are. I mean, because generally, when you see like a werewolf transformation, like the person like doubles in size. You go from like a normal person size to like double size, like double stuffed Oreos. So that's what I would do. I would be a were shark, obviously. Ashes, what would you be? Okay, so I I I have a couple of questions. So stipulations. Can it be an extinct animal? It could be whatever you want. Can it be a mythical creature? What did I just say? It could be whatever Okay, so I have I, I okay, I have three. Okay. Three. Um I would either want to be a were stegosaurus. So I could just like eat a bunch of green stuff and stomp on people. Be like, rah, you pissed me off. I'm going to stomp on you. Hit him with the thagomizer. Yeah, yeah. He's spiky. Yeah. It's like the mohawk of dinosaurs. Yeah. So That's literally what it's called, the thagomizer. It's named after the Pythagorean theorem. No, the far side cartoon. Where, like, we don't know what this is called. You know, we call this the Thagomizer after Thag Simmons or whatever his name was because he got killed by one. And scientists just ran with that. You know what? A lot of times scientists love it when people do the hard work for them. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're going to call it that? Cool. So that, that that's what that is. All, All in right. favor. Yep. Thanks. Yep. Not a good name for you? you easy guys think easy that's to good please. Name? Yep. Easy to All please. Right. Uh, okay. So either uh, a Were-Stegosaurus. Um, a were unicorn, so I can stab bitches with my horn and be all majestic and shit. Uh, or I would want to be my cat. Can I turn into zombie? Yes. Be a were zombie? Right over there. Yeah. Yeah, she's in the other room. That's where. Because, like, how fantastic would that be to turn into my house cat and just, like, do nothing? I would also. Take naps. I would also uh, argue 
that Get all the rub. I would so also, many back scratches. I would also argue that turning into a very small animal would also be very beneficial, where it's like you could get into like some sort of dangerous situation where it's like, oh no, there's a bunch of problems going on. Uh, where flea powers activated, and you turn into a where flea, and like like from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. No, not that guy. Uh, yeah, I want to run around in my tidy whities all day. Um, like, say something happens, you fall out of a plane. Like, you're, you're, you're on a plane and the plane explodes, or you fall off a mountain during an earthquake or something. Uh, animals like ants and fleas, like little bugs like that, uh, can fall from great heights because they cannot reach uh, terminal velocity. So they could fall from huge heights and be totally fine. It's because they don't have enough mass? Yes. So they can't they can't reach terminal velocity. So you'd be fine. It's like, oh no, I fell off this mountain. Oh, I'm gonna land on those rocks. Not if I turn into a, an ant. Or, by contrast, uh, you could turn into something that flies. Oh no, I fell off this cliff. Oh, I was in my car and I was on a bridge and there was an earthquake and the bridge collapsed. Good thing I can fly. You wear pterodactyl. Wear a dactyl. Wear a dactyl. Yes. Yeah, so you could do that. Um, you know, obviously, shark would be number one. Like, I guess I suppose it would be uh, beneficial to be something that would have uh, multiple advantages. Like, you know, if it was amphibious or it could survive specific. Oh, you know, it would be the perfect one: tardigrade. <laughs> Wear tardigrade. I could survive in space in a volcano. Like, it didn't. It didn't matter. Freeze me. I'll just wake up thoroughly refreshed. Uh, any one of those. So do you have C any other ones? Or are you... Cthulhu. Where Cthulhu? Where Cthulhu. I don't know. Uh, oh, in the sunken city of Ralia. Fallen beneath the stars. Fallen from the stars beneath the sea. I don't know. Something like that. I have to brush up on my Cthulhu mythos. We should probably do another one of those episodes. Mm. Um, I mean, there are good ones. But like, where Kaiju? Where Zilla? Oh, that would be fun. Where camera? Where I am a turtle, apparently. Yeah. So, mm. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, so let us know what you would want to be, uh, either in the comments underneath the uh, the post on Facebook or uh, throw it on Thursday podcast at gmail.com or on uh, on Twitter, uh, TD Thursday Pod. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to be discussing uh, Jack Russell from uh, Werewolf by Night. There is a deep, deep history, rich history for this. So I think it's going to be a, a fun conversation. So we'll be right back. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. A monster masquerading as one of our own. I can't wait to find out what breed of evil you are. You wanna see this, darling? Please don't do this.
And we are back. That, of course, was the trailer for uh, Werewolf by Night, which, if you haven't seen it, is uh, streaming on uh, Disney+. Plus. And uh, I thought it was pretty good. You watched it uh, once, and then you watched it again. I had no idea who any of these characters are. I don't think you did either. No, I didn't. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to discuss these characters. So this week, we're talking about Jack Russell. Next week, we're going to be talking about Ted, also known as Man-Thing, just to kind of shine a little bit more light on these characters. Now, I knew absolutely nothing, and I thought maybe, you know, sometimes they give these weird one-off characters some love and that's what I thought it might be and come to find out I was completely wrong and there is a lot of history like really rich history with this character um and and a lot of different comic book incarnations as well uh joining up with certain people uh, fighting against certain or fighting with certain heroes that we know of, fighting against certain villains that we know of sometimes teaming up with those villains per se to start their own group yeah you'll get into it it. we'll get into it so the Jack Russell version of Werewolf by Night first appeared in Marvel Spotlight number two in February 1972. After the test run in Marvel Spotlight number two through four, the character graduated to his own series in September 1972. Werewolf by Night was published for 43 issues and ran through March 1977. Issue number 32 of August 1975 contains the first appearance of the Moon Knight. Okay. Yeah. See, like, I mean, so and tie in with there are going to be a lot of, guy. yeah, there are going to be a lot of names that you're going to recognize and you're going to be like, oh, oh. And it's like, how, how did I never hear of this Jack Russell character before? Um, and I will go into, so after all this, we're talking about all of his appearances first. We'll talk about a little bit of his history, uh, who he is in Werewolf by Night, the, the an, not the animated, but the live action special on Disney Plus. And I have some potential theories as to how, when, why we might see this character again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jack Russell co-starred with Tigra in Giant Size Creatures Number 1 in July 1974, which was the first appearance of Greer Grant Nelson as Tigra instead of as the cat. That series was retitled Giant Size Werewolf with its second issue. Jack Russell was dormant for most of the 1980s. However, the character's appearance was radically re- revamped in Moon Knight Number 29 in March of 1983. He guest starred in various issues of Spider-Woman, West Coast Avengers, and Doctor Strange Sorcerer Supreme. The Werewolf by Night was later revived in the pages of Marvel Comics Presents, where he appeared irregularly from 1991 to 1993. He made regular appearances as a supporting cast member in the pages of Morbius, the Living Vampire, from 1993 to 1995. It's Morbin time. <laughs> page in an issue of Morbius mentioned that a Werewolf by Night miniseries by Len Kaminsky and James Fry was in the works, but the miniseries was never published. Werewolf by Night Volume 2 ran for six issues in 1998. After the book's cancellation, the story was continued in the pages of Stranger Tales, which also featured the Man-Thing. That volume of Strange Tales was canceled after only two issues due to poor sales. In early 2007, Marvel published a one-shot entitled Legion of Monsters, Werewolf by Night. In January 2009, Jack Russell was featured in the four-issue limited series Dead of Night featuring Werewolf by Night from Marvel's Mature Reader's Max imprint. He was also featured as a member of Morbius's Midnight Suns in Marvel Zombies number 4 in 2009. Okay. So that just gives you a little bit as to where this character was. So again, like I didn't realize that this character had such history. And we're going to go to the, into that in just a moment. So, as I get into this, keep in mind that Jack Russell was born Jacob Russoff. 
His abilities include superhero, superhuman strength, speed, stamina, reflexes, agility, coordination, durability, acute senses, an accelerated healing factor, and razor sharp claws and teeth. I'm assuming that's when he's the werewolf. Why, not are, just... his, why are his senses so cute? Oh, he's so cute. His senses are so cute. Well, I, I know that in his human form he does have some heightened senses like smell yes and, yes you know um i know i don't know we never really get to see it anything else uh you know uh exhibited but he does in the in the show uh which is the only familiarity i have with him that i'm aware of um he does ha he does exhibit his heightened sense of smell so reports of lycanthropy, shape, 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 lycanthropy, lycanthropy. Oh well, excuse me. I like it the way I pronounce you, it. You pronounced it like photocopy. <laughs> I'm sounding it out, okay? He gives money to the poor. He, it's uh, lots of acts of philanthropy. It's lycanthropy. Yeah, lycanthropy. Philanthropy. Lycanthropy. Uh. Anyways. In the Rusoff line stretch back many centuries. The first confirmed manifestation was Grigory Rusoff in 1795. Dracula killed Grigory's wife, Louisa, after he refused to acknowledge Dracula's primacy upon his return to Transylvania. Grigory then ambushed and destroyed Dracula, but was mutated into a werewolf by Lydia, a werewolf formerly imprisoned by the vampire lord. Grigory took a second wife, and accounts vary as to why... How do you pronounce it? Lycanthropy. Lycanthropy. Lycanthropy failed to pass on to his descendants. Sometime prior to May 1930, Grigory's descendant, Gregor... Maybe so... he had a vasectomy. <laughs> and that's, that's why he had the issue. Mm-hmm. So his descendant, Gregor, so not Grigory, but Grigory's descendant, Gregor... Greggy. ...obtained the legendary Darkhold scrolls and bound them back into book form. Reading... Lycanthropies. I can't, why can't I say it? Because you have it stuck in your head in a certain way. Lycanthropy? Reading the werewolf's origins <laughs> in the dark hold under a full moon triggered the dormant curse mutating Gregor. Decades later, another Gregor Rusoff married a woman named Laura, who was the former girlfriend of his younger brother, Philip. Jacob, remember him? He's the guy we're talking about, was born soon after. When lightning struck Rusoff's, Rusoff's Transylvanian castle during a full moon, the werewolf Gregor escaped confinement and began attacking villagers and ended up killed by silver bullets. After Gregor's death, Laura found his brother Philip again, who had moved to Los Angeles and anglicized his name to Russell, and they married after a year. So that's how Jacob Rusoff became Jack Russell. Uh, it's so like complicated. I see. This is like really rich history going back like centuries. Is it it's rich or crazy. just complicated? Do, tell me, why'd you have to go and make things so complicated? Like your pronunciation of lycanthropy. Chill out. What you yelling for? Lay back. It's all been done before. Yeah, lycanthropy. <laughs> Anyways. Critically injured in a car crash on her son Jack's 18th birthday, Laura barely had time to tell him about his true father and the werewolf curse. She made Jack promise not to harm Philip before dying. Laura left Castle Rusoff in Jack's name, but Philip sold the castle to Miles Blackgar, who had it moved to an island off the California coast. Jack spent the next few years as a traveler, shape-shifting into a savage werewolf on the three nights of the full moon. He learned of the Darkhold and snuck into Blackgar's castle to steal it. There he, there he encountered Miles Blackgar and his daughter Marlene and killed them both. After fighting off the deformed Cephalosis... Cephalosis... Cephalos? Where, where are you? Cephalos... 
yeah. cephalus. Cephalos. Cephalos and woozles. Uh, he had a pod. He's a cephalos pod. <laughs> plot to drain his power to stabilize Cephalos's form. Jack had Father Ramon Joaquez translate the Darkhold. The priest died after being possessed by the Darkhold's former custodian, the 12th century mad monk Alfrey, Alfric, and the indestructible Darkhold vanished. Jack encountered Joshua Kane and his brother Luthor, who hunted the werewolf and offered to prevent Lissa, who is Jack's sister, she is now part of the story, from mutating into a werewolf in exchange for Jack's for Jack kidnapping billionaire turned recluse Judson Hemp. Jack meant met mentalist Swami Riva, who sought the werewolf's blood to reveal the treasure map of the ancient sorcerer Kamanru on his bloodstone. That's a word if you've actually seen the werewolf by night on Disney Plus. Bloodstone, that's a thing. The possessing demon Krog and Spider-Man and Moondark the Magician. Jack then fought the sonic weapons of Sarnark. Sarnak. Sarnak. <laughs> Sarnak. Yes. His first brush with the criminal organization known as the Committee, who wished to enslave the werewolf. After fighting the sociopathic hangman, Harlan Kruger, Jack was entranced by Topaz, the familiar of the sorcerer Taboo, who sought the Darkhold. Taboo had used the tome decades before to grant his son Algon a golden touch, but had lost the book in mid-spell, trapping Algon in a mindless state. Lacking the Darkhold, Taboo transferred Philip Russell's, he's back again, transferred Philip Russell's mind into Algon, but both Algon and Taboo died, restoring Philip, who explained Laura's death and reconciled with both Jack and Lyssa. Oh, that's nice. Traveling to Transylvania alongside Topaz, Jack discovered the Rusoff diary slash Darkhold copy. The werewolf battled Dracula, and the book was lost in the Alps. Jack and Topaz encountered the Kyphotic, Kyphotic? Kyphotic half-mad before returning to the U.S., where Jack fought the committee's behemoth robot, and then Ma Mayhem, assisted by werewolf Raymond Cocker. Jack joined the newly mutated Tigra against Hydra, battled vampires Luis Belsky and Liza Payne, Liza Pine, Liza Payne, Liza Pin? Pine. Liza Pine. P-Y-N-E. Opposed Ma Mayhem and her ally Baron Thunder and joined Coker against Lou Hackett, a corrupt policeman who could also shapeshift into a werewolf by using a magic ring. Because that's a thing. Everybody's just shapeshifting all willy-nilly. The werewolf joined the Frankenstein monster against the satanic brotherhood of Baal, who had abducted Lyssa. Then fought the disfigured Atlas and the Jekyll Hyde-like Deprave. Oh, I get it. Deprave. D, capital D, lowercase e, capital P, lowercase r-a-y-v-e. Oh, well, there's also clever. a guy named Despair. Oh, those clever comic book writers. D apostrophe S-P-A-Y-R-E. So bunny. Jack briefly returned to Transylvania following Topaz's psychic summons and encountered Maria Rusoff, his grandmother, who used gypsy magic to raise zombies against the villagers who had driven her off. Maria sacrificed herself to save Jack from said zombies after learning upon who he was and the fact that he was her grandson. In Blackgar's castle, the werewolf... Topaz and the repentant spirit fragment of Taboo battled the necromancer Dr. Glitternight. Oh, that's a fun name. Glitternut? Dr. Glitternight. Glitternut. Oh, that sounds like a disco dream waiting to happen. Who mutated Lissa Russell into a were demoness. The process of curing Lissa also purged her of the threat of what's the word? Lycanthropy. Through though she would still pass it on to her children. After battling Morbius the Living Vampire and slamming the demon worshipped by Brad Wrangell, the werewolf was briefly transported to the divided dimension by Phasia by Satanist Joaquin Zaire, where he aided Pangloss against the sorcerer Sardanus. During a subsequent ski trip, 
It's just, I'm. D- the werewolf nearly slew Buck Cowan after, uh, after which he was captured by the committee paid mercenary known as the Moon Knight, who set him free Mooney. when he realized Jack's humanity and the committee's intentions. The werewolf then joined the Ghost Rider and the Man-Thing and Morbius in unwittingly slaying the benevolent alien starseed who had intended to cure them all. That's a song by Our Lady Peace. So from what I understand, like the alien wanted to uh, cure them of like, kind of like, you know, you're a creature, but you could be a man. Here, let me cure you. And they're like, Now you're a man! A man, man, man! Sure. <laughs> um, but like, you know, we're, we're fine the way we are. There's nothing wrong with us. You don't need to cure us. You know, kind of like one of those situations. There's nothing wrong with us. It's you that has the problem. The werewolf, Topaz, and others then battled and were nearly driven mad by the ghost of 19th century black magician Bilaric Marcosa. But they freed the trapped spirits of Marcosa's victims who destroyed him. One of the grateful spirits, magician Gideon Blaine, healed Buck, that other guy. The enigmatic three, who are all the hooded one, the burning snake, and the goat child, an ancient extra-dimensional group, sent Jack Topaz, Raymond Cocker, and Brother Voodoo to Haiti, where the werewolf and Fire Eyes destroyed former group member Glitter Knight once and for all. In the process, Jack gained control of his werewolf persona to the extent that he only shapeshifted under moonlight and still lost control during the three nights of the full moon. So before, like, it happened more often. Now it was just under the moonlight, you know, the the, the full moon. A little bit more control. Good to go. The werewolf joined with Iron Man against the Mask Marauder and his Tri-Animan and... And he teamed with Spider-Woman against the mercenary, the Enforcer. The mad scientist, Dr. Carl Malice, captured and performed scientific experiments on Russell to control him and use him against Spider-Woman. Russell escaped and apprehended Malice with the aid of, with, well, with the aid of Spider-Woman. Russell joined Spider-Man against the Tatterdemalion. Tatterdemalion? Tatterdandelion? <laughs> sure. Tatter Damalian, a former agent of Sarnak. When, Af- whenever you're dealing with like magical shit like this, like fantasy stuff, none of the names make sense. So many guys. After being temporarily captured alongside a number of costume adventurers by the locksmith and TikTok, Russell began mutating into a more savage and lupine form, a late effect from Malice's treatment. He fled Satanist Morningstar and his left-hand path, who wished to use his blood to mutate into werewolves, then sought aid from the now-human Michael Morbius in controlling his savage self, leading to a battle with the West Coast Avengers. With assistance from Iron Man, he later saved Lyssa from Morgan Le Fay's attempt to possess her. He was subsequently mind-controlled into joining the most mostly criminal night shift by Danson Macabre. Russell was the only member who knew their leader. The Shroud was using the group to oppose other criminals and to prevent them from harming innocents. After encounters with Captain America, the Moon Knight, and the Avengers, the werewolf eventually developed resistance to Macabre's powers and turned on the night shift, after which he went solo. After briefly battling the Hulk in the Midwest, Jack contacted his father, Gregor's spirit, to cure his... What's the word? Lycanthropy. But was told that he would die unless he accepted his beast. During the ensuing battle with the religious zealot Silver Dagger and the Brain Eaters, a cult of werewolves mutated in the past by Russell, Jack fully accepted his wolf self and his persona merged, altering his powers and granting him full control and the best of both selves. Huh. Like, I'm out of breath. But wait. But wait, there's more. 
Russell assisted Doctor Strange against the alien possessors, the night shift against an L.A. street gang, and the ghost rider against a new group of brain eaters. Jack battles with Sabretooth, but before Jack can kill Sabretooth, three locals show up with rifles and save Sabretooth by shooting at Jack. He also fought an unidentified Wendigo in Canada. A Wendigo, you like canthropy. Russell was captured by criminal scientist Nightshade, who used his blood to create the Night Patrol, a group of werewolves in Starks, Starksboro, Massachusetts. Captain America, I was saying, I'm pretty sure that's made up. Uh, Captain America, also mutated into a werewolf, freed Russell and led the werewolves to defeat Nightshade's master, Dreadman the Druid who had used the Godstone, the former gem of the Man-Wolf, to briefly mutate into the powerful Star-Wolf. The Night Patrol was cured, after which Russell was drawn into conflict involving the Midnight Suns and was slain by Switchblade, the insane Darkhold-powered blade. But Jack was revived once Professor Louise Hastings broke Switchblade's spell. Russell befriended the again pseudo-vampiric and now demon-possessed Morbius, had a vision of advertisements on the moon causing mass, ins- mass insanity, and fought the Lillin goblins, Mr. Hyde, and the sadist Morphine. Oh my god. Jack again began losing control of the werewolf, locking himself in a cage while under the full moons, which we... It's, it, this we get is to brought, see yeah, we yeah. get to see this in the in the uh, live action, and even glimpsing visions of hell as he shapeshifted from the cult of the third moon's dying leader, Walter Clark. Russell learned that only the legendary Wolf Blade could control his lupine self. With the aid of Smedley, a mysterious benefactor, Russell recovered all three parts of the wolf blade, battled the original wolf demon in a branch of hell, completed the puzzle by reaccepting both selves, and seemingly regained control. However, after Jack visited friends Freddy and the disfigured lump, Smedley... (laughs) You go from like Glen Floor the Magnificent to the Disfigured Lump. Like, I guess the guy who named characters was out that day. Smedley sent him to investigate a series of killings in which the evidence pointed to Jack as the killer. As Russell began to mutate further, Smedley said Jack had not been careful enough in his wish to be freed from the wolf demon and that he must embrace the disease or it would destroy him. Everybody keeps telling him that. Uncertain how to accomplish this, Jack found a confidant in Lump who cared for the werewolf as he hid out uh, as he yeah as he hid out in the sewers while Jack's new girlfriend Roxana remained blissfully unaware She's the lovely lump. <laughs> she <laughs> remained blissfully unaware of his dual existence. The werewolf was tracked down by a pair of detectives escaping only after they were slain by the cult of the third moon. Though Jack's subsequent fate is unknown, he was later seen sensing the arrival of the mystic assassin Hellfire. In the Legion of Monsters Werewolf by Night one-shot, Jack Russell came to salvage Alabama to save a family of law-abiding werewolves from a group of townsfolk led by Cal Escher. Young Rhonda was the only one left in the family after her mother and her sister Susie chose death by gun or knife. The girl was drowning in her sorrows in Sullivan's bar next to the cemetery when the gang attacked her, revealing her werewolf nature by means of a tarot card, the moon, and then trying to kill her. Russell interfered, mutating into the werewolf while Rhonda decided to do the same. After killing the violent gang, Russell and Rhonda left the town, determined to control their afflictions and live their lives without fear. 
The Moon Knight rescues Jack from a criminal enterprise wherein samples of his blood are used to temporarily mutate homeless people into pseudo-werewolves who are then provoked into fighting each other as a spectator sport. Yeah, so it's like bum fights, but... Werewolves. They turn him into werewolves first. The Moon Knight frees Jack, who has degenerated into... Near a near mindless feral state from his captors. The werewolf proceeds to go on a rampage attacking both his tormentors and the Moon Knight who subdues him before restoring his freedom to him. The werewolf appears as part of the new Midnight Suns team to hunt down zombies who escape armor headquarters and prevent the contagion from spreading. Prior to the team's mission, he records a video will and testament telling his sister that he is happy in life. He was given a vaccine developed by Morbius, the living vampire. In their search for the missing zombie Deadpool, the team battles and kills zombie menfish and their leader, the Piranha. After battling the Hood's night shift and watching the al- and watching ally the Man-Thing seemingly die in a battle against Deadpool, Russell's vaccine fails him and he becomes a zombie. He then confronts Jennifer Kale. He battles, battles Morbius, who realizes that Jack's werewolf form is not subject to the virus, and Jennifer Kale summons a moonlit, um, excuse me, a moonlight spell to mutate him into the werewolf. Jack is later restored to normal by Morbius, who developed a cure for the zombie virus using Spider-Man's blood and samples of the zombie virus from different realities. After the death of Frank (laughs) Castle, I told you. There's a lot to it, I know. After the death of Frank Castle, Morbius pieces the Punisher together again and enlists uh, enlists his help in saving monsters from extinction. Jack Russell, the Man-Thing, and the Living Mummy are part of the Legion of Monsters who fight those who would wipe out all monsters. The Punisher aids this group in protecting an underground city that has many innocent, sentient monsters. Russell appears among many mystical beings of lupine and feline nature drawn to the headquarters of X-Factor investigations by the imminent birth of the mutant Wolfsbane's child. While many of the gathered beings wish to acquire the child for their own ends, Russell seems intent on protecting mother and child. Once the child is born, it is rejected by a shaken Wolfsbane due to its vicious, feral nature and her own religious beliefs. Wolfsbane was played by Maisie Williams in the New Mutants, uh, Rain Sinclair. If for folks, if you're not familiar with who that is. The cub appears to be caught up in a convergence of the mystic forces seeking it, vanishing explosively from the earth. However, Russell finds the child hiding in a cave and takes it under his care. And fun fact, Deadpool later discovered that Russell had an affair with his wife, Shikla. Deadpool then promptly blew off Jack's head with a blunderbuss, but Shikla revealed that Jack would survive. Yeah, because he has lycanthropy. (sighs) (laughs) Yeah, so he's got a very long, long history spanning lots of different characters and groups. I thought for some reason that he was part of the Darkhold Redeemers or like something with the Darkhold Redeemers, but uh, I may be I may be mistaken. I don't know if you've gotten a, that far yet. No, that that's all I have. So now we're going into Werewolf by Night, the Disney's Marvel TV special. It's technically not a film because it's less than an hour. Uh, everything refers to it as... A, some, some places even refer to it as a Halloween special. It did come out in October, so that's kind of I fitting. I could see that. Um, yeah, it's like 55 minutes long. Yeah, so it was released on October 7th, 2022 as part of Phase 4 of the MCU. 
Following the death of Ulysses Bloodstone, five experienced monster hunters, including Jack Russell, are summoned by Ulysses' widow, Verusa, to Bloodstone Manor, where they are instructed to participate in a competitive hunt to determine their new leader, who will wield the powerful Bloodstone. Ulysses' estranged daughter, Elsa, also arrives to compete for the Bloodstone, despite Verusa warning her against doing so. The hunt begins in a large maze on the grounds of the manor with a captured monster that has been implanted with the bloodstone as the hunter's quarry. Following a brief encounter with Elsa, Russell finds the monster, Ted, a friend that Russell was searching for and intended to rescue, while Elsa fights and kills one of the other hunters. Russell leaves Ted to carry out his escape plan and once again stumbles upon Elsa while she is hiding in a mausoleum. The two agree to work together to free Ted and obtain the bloodstone for Elsa. Ted kills another of the hunter hunters and Russell destroys the outer wall of the maze so they can escape. Ted flees into the forest after Elsa removes the bloodstone from him. However, the bloodstone reacts violently violently to Russell's touch, indicating that he is also a monster, as Verusa and the remaining hunters arrive. Verusa captures Russell and Elsa, places them in a cage, and uses the bloodstone to trigger Russell's transformation into his werewolf form. Instead of killing Elsa, as Verusa intended, the werewolf escapes the cage and slaughters Verusa's guards, only for Verusa to subdue him using the bloodstone. Elsa also escapes, killing the two remaining hunters and stops Verusa from killing the werewolf. As she attempts to approach him, the werewolf attacks Elsa but spares her upon recognizing her and leaves the manor. A furious Verusa tries to shoot Elsa but is incinerated by Ted who then leaves to find Russell while Elsa takes possession of the manor and the bloodstone. The next day, Russell awakens in a forest in his few... In his human form, with Ted watching over him, and is pleased to learn that Elsa is safe. Yes. So Jack Russell in Werewolf by Night is played by Gail Garcia Bernal. Bernal was intrigued by the idea of the whole tapestry of life for Russell and what turning into a werewolf meant for him. To prepare for the role, Bernal read about werewolf, werewolf mythology and half-human creatures from various cultures around the world, as well as reading comics featuring the character and watching older horror films. Initially, it initially took, took Bernal four hours to get into the werewolf costume and makeup, with the timing becoming quite fast by the end of filming. Yeah, because you get better and better at it. Yeah. So it was his portrayal of this character that really drew me to this character. I was very intrigued, partially because I didn't know anything. And I really didn't know anything about any of the characters that were in this, as we said before. Um, I had seen Man-Thing, but I didn't know much about him. You know, so it's interesting to me uh, that they chose to, well, a couple of things. A, that they chose to introduce these characters. B how they decided to introduce these characters and see what they plan on doing with these characters next. Now, Kevin Feige said the special would introduce a part of the MCU that would, quote, become quite important to its future. Well, I mean, we've already seen the Darkhold play uh, huge roles in uh, both uh, WandaVision and Multiverse of Madness. Um, we have, we have found out that, um, Agatha is getting her own show. Well, we also know that, uh, Daredevil is coming back. And Punisher. And Punisher. They've introduced Ted, Man-Thing. Yep. They've introduced Jack Russell. Yep. There are... Moon Knight. R- Moon Knight. There are Murmurs. Of Ghost Rider making a comeback. Blade is coming out. Um, And then obviously we have the Morbius film. Now I know Morbius is Sony, not... But so is Spider-Man. Right. But but it's, you know, so, I mean, there's a lot of... uh, There's a lot of things that could take place in Phase 4 of the MCU. And I'm kind of 
interested in seeing exactly what happens because I don't think they would introduce these characters, especially after learning about the vast history that this one character has and we haven't even touched base on who Ted is. Well, there's also like a big like Justice League Dark is very popular and it's a lot of the same type of characters. Um, you know, Swamp Thing and Zatanna and Constantine and Dead Man. Like so there's a like they have their own like dark section. So you know, I think Marvel's trying to catch up with that because the DC animated stuff is way better than its cinematic stuff. Um but Marvel hasn't really gone that route yet. Like it started to with you know, WandaVision being kind of like a darker thing and then having Moon Knight come in and that being a little darker, heavier, and then the fact that they're bringing Daredevil, uh, it's like Daredevil rides again or something like that. Well, I mean, and even um, Multiverse of Madness. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that was really dark-sided as well. That. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really, I'm, I'm interested in seeing where they go with these characters, where they take them. But the fact that they've introduced these characters, you know, like we said, alongside Moon Knight, um, you know, Sony's Morbius, uh, Blade is coming. You know, you can kind of sort of put the pieces together as to, okay, maybe all of these characters serve a purpose. In the sense that they're not just introducing them, you know, to be like, oh, this is this is good. Kind of like what we thought um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy just kind of came out of nowhere. A and very you're, you're obscure sitting there, 70s yeah, and you're comic. sitting there thinking, oh, maybe this is just a, a, a weird one off. And they become uh, they became an integral part of the MCU. Right. So I'm, I'm kind of curious if they're going to do the same thing with these characters. I, I think they will. I think we're going to see more of this with, say, the uh, the TV side before Blade comes out. I think we're going to see a lot of these TV shows, and then we'll see the Blade stuff. I was saying the MCU has also done a really good job of kind of streamlining some of these characters' backstories and histories. I think it's easier if you give them their own series like Moon Knight. Like, a lot of us knew who Moon Knight was, and, you know, like, I was familiar with him, but I didn't know as much as, you know, some other folks. Um, You know, but I wasn't really familiar with... uh. Agatha Hark. Did I call her Angela earlier? I felt like I called her Angela. 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 Well, I mean, that would make sense me Angela. For, that, for that uh that specific genre of show there. Uh but no, the uh you know, the whole like I knew what the Darkhold was. Like there's a Darkhold Redeemers, which um if you've seen Blade Trinity, that's who that group was. Abigail Whistler, Hannibal King, Blade. They were the Darkhold Redeemers, and there was somebody else. It might have been Agatha Harkness. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, you know, some of these Marvel trading cards that I haven't seen in 35 years. But they're uh, they're very interesting characters, and if you can bring a little more of like a supernatural side, like we've seen all like the the sciency, cosmic, you know, technology side, you know, with you know Tony Stark and you know, Black Panther, um, you know, all that, all that stuff. But we haven't really seen more of the magical, fantastical side. Like we saw a little bit of, you know, Wanda and we've seen a few people get powers from the, uh, infinity stones, but that's still more, um, Science-y so you get, yeah, I mean, like you stuff. get a little bit of that from the Eternals as well. Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen the Eternals. But um but yeah, I'm I honestly am more interested in the fantastical mythological superpowery stuff. I just find that to be more interesting, to be honest. Than just like, you know, than just like the brunt, you know, like the, I'm a big guy and I'm going to smash things and I'm yeah, going to throw as stuff. A, as and... opposed to just brute force. There's... Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just, I just feel like I mean, it makes every the characters single, a little more interesting. Every single one of these uh, 
has really boiled down to who punches the hardest and who shoots lasers the most. Like that's that's really how it's how every one of these conflicts has resolved itself, if... with the exception of uh, Wandavision. Mm. Everything else has been punching and lasers. Like there hasn't been. I mean, Doctor as... Strange doesn't necessarily follow suit, but he kind of does at the same time. There's a lot of punching in Doctor Strange. Yes, more than you would expect. There's a lot of physical. Like he fights Scott Adkins for for Christ's sake. Like uh, that's the guy from the first one that he was fighting in the hospital when he was like partially mm-hmm. uh, astral projecting. Uh, so, in Scott Adkins, for folks who are not aware, is renowned for his martial arts prowess. Like that's his claim to fame. So. I don't know if you have anything else you wanted to add. That I, I feel like I've said enough. I think so, too. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up. And uh, Boy, do we have a battle to throw down for you. Yeah. So we'll be, uh, we'll be right back after these important messages. Moonlight is thought to transform some people into strange creatures to drive others mad. Hola, soy Fernando Allende. One small step for man, giant leap for man. Does the moon actually possess such strange powers, or is it all just lunacy? And we are back. So I hope you really enjoyed that uh, discussion about uh, lycanthropy uh, and lycanthropy and philanthropy, all that, all the thropies. Uh, so next week, what are we going to be talking about? We're going to be talking about Ted, also known as the man thing. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think what I might do is I might clip some, uh, some, uh, some audio from... From uh, what's his name, Lady Domitresque, because she always calls you stupid man thing. <laughs> so maybe I'll throw that in there. I don't know. We'll see. But um, yeah, I'm I'm interested in that because I don't know much about him, but I know he's very very powerful. Um, at least in the comics that I've seen, uh, he he definitely was. Uh, he's definitely got a cool, unique look to him too. Um, they had to differentiate the face from Swamp Thing because otherwise you'd just get confused and think that it's that it's Swamp Thing and he is he is clearly not Swamp Thing because if he was he'd be Swamp Thing and not Man Thing. It's uh it's a it's a little Cthulhu like. A little bit. Yeah, he's got like the the weird like Lovecraftian like face doodles. So but we have as we mentioned, a new battle. And what happens when we have the new battle? <gasps> we have to play the battle theme! And it's not playing. Uh, that's... Oh! No, nope. that's that's us. That's our... our, uh, our th- I hate when it does this. You know what? I'll just... Uh, I'll just cram it in there. I'll put it in in post. I hate when it does it, but yeah. Here's the battle theme. Battle. 
So what's the battle? So today we are throwing down our first battle in a really long time. And boy, is it a good one. It's a doozy. We are throwing down Lunar Lunacy, Battle of the Lichens. Which monster by Moonlight has what it takes to maul the competition and be the last werewolf standing? Sandbox is a New York City dog park. Yep. Special guest referee is Horace from the Monster Squad. He does know that Wolfman's got nards. And you can choose from Jack Russell from Werewolf by Night, David Kessler from An American Werewolf in London, Larry Talbot from The Wolfman, or Lori, just Lori, from Trick or Treat. I would like to throw in another, another combatant. Another one? Oh, last minute? Yes. This is what happens when you don't go to rehearsal. Well, no, I was thinking about this because it's like, all right, you know, famous werewolves and whatnot. Uh, and American Werewolf in London was directed by... John Landis. Who also directed... The Thriller music video. Michael Jackson put, from okay, Thriller. You know what? I'll allow it. Let's throw I'll him in there. I'll allow it. Okay, so you, not Michelle Jackson, Michael Jackson. Yeah, Michael, Michael Jackson. That's ignorant. <laughs> okay, so you can choose from Jack Russell from Werewolf by Night, David Kessler from An American Werewolf in London, Larry Talbot from The Wolfman, Laurie just Lori from Trick or Treat or Michael Jackson from the Thriller music video. I was a teenage werewolf. <laughs> oh my god. So uh, what do we have coming up? Well, we've got we've got that. We've got uh now that The Last of Us season 1 has ended, uh we've got some Last of Us stuff to talk about so hopefully in the next couple of weeks if you haven't gotten all caught up get caught up it's on HBO Max there's 9 episodes they're phenomenal i love them uh they're very faithful to the game i actually last night i, I had been replaying the game and i showed ashes a couple of uh couple of scenes and we watched the ending of the game to show her exactly how similar it was to the show and uh, I think I'm she gonna, was pleasantly surprised. I'm going to save my response. I'm going to save my opinions. But let's just say I've, I'm I'm really uh, pleasantly surprised and pleased with everything. Yeah, like it was. It was. Real. I was very happy, and I've played this game when I bought my PlayStation Four. It came with this game as a digital download. And I had only bought the PlayStation 4 so I could play the new Batman game. And I played through The Last of Us and immediately started it again so I could go through and l get more of the secrets. And it's phenomenal. That's how much I liked it. And uh, I'm going to... I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with it. So uh, I think with... Uh, unless you have anything else... Well Oh Don't yeah! You want Jesus. to talk about something I special have something you have else. coming up? Yeah, so uh, this coming Sunday, uh, March nineteenth, I will be going live on all of our various platforms uh, for the fiftieth episode of Shark Bites. Uh, this is another one that's been in and out for a long time, and I've decided I'm going to do it every other week. Uh, so for episode fifty, we're having a bunch of folks on who have different things to promote. Uh, you know, folks who promote, uh, you know, various. Um, Various businesses, some memorabilia groups, uh, some filmmakers, um, some other folks who have creative endeavors going on. And we're going to just talk about those folks and try to help uh, people tune into them to get a bigger audience. Maybe somebody who's not familiar with some of these things, uh, you know, maybe always wanted to get into it, but didn't know how. Uh, so we're really going to talk about all these different things and, and help give some folks some awareness. So that'll be uh in the evening probably between 5 and 7 on uh it'll probably take a couple hours 5 and 7 on uh Sunday March 19th uh and this if you do miss it it will be on YouTube and it will be on all the podcast uh locations so definitely check that out and uh I think with that being said we, we will see you next Thursday. Thursday for real we promise <laughs>